Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. My name is Jason. I'm the owner of Outdoor Legacy. And as always, I've got my co-host, the executive producer, as uh, his official title is of the Late Night Vision Show, uh, Mr. Hans from the big town of Ben Wheeler, Texas. What is going on tonight, Hans? It's about time I start getting the respect that I'm rightfully due. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for that awesome oh, wow. intro. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back again this week, episode 157, the Late Night Vision Show, uh, where you hear all the breaking news and night vision and thermal optics to talk about hog hunting coyote hunting you can find it on itunes youtube google play if you are listening right now you've already found it so none of this makes any sense to you <laughs> but uh we always put that out there so we can always have more people come on board when this show jason as you know has continued to grow like crazy um and we are getting into in the hunting industry especially with um with the night hunting industry thermal and night vision optics we are getting into the slower time of year. Now, when I say slower time of year, there's still a lot of thermal scopes that are coming in and going out. Uh, but the call volume does decrease a little bit, which um, we're thankful for all the calls that we get. Uh, but to have a little bit of a slowdown is a little bit nice, especially for, for Jason, who takes the vast, vast majority of uh, of the customer's phone calls along with uh uh, you know, our, our great Michaela and others on the team that are helping out right now, Arlen. So uh, I'll give them a shout out. But uh, there's a little bit of a, a, a slowdown right now. And I, there's probably a lot of people wondering what time of year, what what time of year is a good time to buy a scope. And I'm going to say it's right now. Now and moving into the summertime is the best time to buy and be in the market for a night vision or thermal scope because people are focused on things other than night hunting <laughs> chasing this time of year. So right. tell us a little bit about, uh, if you can, I mean, obviously this is the beginning of May, 2021. What do you, what do we got? What do we got coming in? What do we got going out? So, I mean, yeah, we did a whole show on. one time. Yeah. We did a whole show one time, I think called, you know, when's the best time to, to buy a thermal or night vision optic. And I think our answer was now, whenever now is, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but seriously, this, this industry, is uh you know cyclical it runs in cycles that's very normal uh even in extremely busy years we just came off of the busiest 15 months that this industry has ever seen and uh, it's just continued to grow and grow more and more night vision and thermal optics are, are sold uh every year uh, than in the year uh yeah. you know, before eventually that's going to level off somewhere don't know when or where uh, could be this year. We just don't know. But last year was crazy busy uh, with um, you know all the stuff going on, the pandemic and everything, and people sitting at home. Uh, you know, people not going on vacation. So, uh, and then the supply being lower. So it's really just kind of a, a mess for inventory all year. We're still actually seeing some of that now. Uh, we are seeing a lot of the manufacturers are getting more caught up. So when uh, and so back to the kind of the cycles, I mean, normal year and even last year, as crazy as it was, it still runs in the cycles of mm -hmm. yeah. uh, things start ramping up in September, October, and then November, December, January, uh, and really kind of even into February are just slammed. But I mean, it's just you're peaking around that, you know, new year, 
you know, second week of January, somewhere in there. And then uh, it stays pretty steady again the rest of January, February, and then it just starts sliding down. Well, what happens is up north, a lot of the coyote seasons go out in March or around them. And so uh, guys aren't hunting as much up north. A lot of guys aren't hunting at all. And then down here in the south, what we run into is deer season is over. Uh, so a lot of guys are hunting in, uh, well, I'll say deer season's over. In Texas, it's over in, in December. I know some of the states go on into January, but deer season start going away. Uh, so guys are still out there hunting, but then when it starts warming up, mm. uh, people are thinking about other stuff. Fishing, uh, kids are playing ball, kids are getting yeah. out of school, vacation, spring break, all that kind of stuff. So It's, it's too uh, hot. It's too hot. It's too to hot. Too many yeah, mosquitoes. What, <laughs> that's you know. right. Yeah. Well, once it gets, yeah, you get into that May, June, July, August, it's only the people that are out there hunting uh, in the south are the dedicated guys at snakes, that Snakes, lots of so, snakes. <laughs> yeah, and lots of snakes. I'm talking about snakes. So anyway, with that said, um, we're definitely uh, at this point barely starting to see a little bit of that slowdown, which is, you know, honestly, it is welcomed. Uh, every industry needs uh, th their ups and their downs. So we'll move into the slow time into the summer. We'll see, you know, how slow it is, what it really looks like. But there is inventory coming back in stock for some of this stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this is going to surprise some people. Uh, granted, anything can change. Mm -hmm. But right now, we're, we're oh, can't even talk. We are still seeing... Uh, on like just for instance, some of the more popular Pulsar units, uh, Pulsar is not taking more dealer orders on you know two or three of their most popular units. Uh, don't don't worry, that's nothing new. This has been going on for two or three months, and you may or may not have known about it. But what it means is is that if dealers don't have those orders already in the system, they can't put more orders in for them. They've, right. they've cut it off. And so uh, all of us are just working off those back orders. And some dealers are going to get to the point, you know, they might have only had seven or eight orders in for one scope. They may get those and they're just going to be done. Yep. You know, and there's going to be others of us that may have 40, 50, 60 waiting on those scopes. We may never get all those this year. Right. Uh, the, the point I'm making is, is that some of those scopes, if the supply stays exactly like it is today, uh, just to fill current back orders could still be four months or more. So uh, the the thing is, is I'm telling people, listen, you, you got some time if you're thinking about buying something before the fall, but you need to be checking back in by June 1st. You need to be seeing where things are at, because if we're looking at a three to four month wait time, uh, you're going to want to go ahead and get on that list. I understand that if you don't need something before November, no, I mean, why buy it today? You know, why buy it, let it sit on the shelf for six months? I completely understand that. But, you know, I talked to a guy that's a coyote hunter, and he's looking at buying his first thermal, but he's thinking ahead. He said, listen, he said, I'm going to start hunting in October, mm -hmm. but I want two full months of having this on my rifle, get my, you know, my load calibrated exactly what I want from a rifle. I want to be shooting steel. I want to be practicing at night on, he's like, you know, I'm ready. He's serious yeah. about it. So he's going to go ahead and try to make sure that he gets the scope that he needs, you know, back in June yeah. or July. So anyway, just need to be yeah. thinking about that. Thinking ahead, uh, don't wait to the last minute and say, I'm going to go buy a scope and, you know, October, November, whatever that is, and be surprised yeah. you may not get one. So anyway, 
there is a lot of stuff coming back in stock. Uh, some of it for the first time. Uh, mm. Bearing Optics has done very well. Uh, catching up. They had some huge back orders uh, on those Hogster scopes. They have come back around. Uh, Hogsters are in stock right now for the most part. Uh, AGM. We've had some big back order delays on the uh, Taipan monoculars and their new Rattler scopes. Uh, those uh, Taipans are all in stock. Rattlers, by the time this airs, will be in stock. We've got uh, some big shipments uh, coming this week, so we'll have all those back orders filled and have uh, inventory in stock. Uh, Sightmark Wraiths, the Wraiths they're in, uh, both the HD 4-power uh, and the 2-power. The Wraith 4Ks, there was a huge shipment of those uh, came in recently. We got a giant amount. Uh, we're filling all of our back orders. Mm. If you are on an Outdoor Legacy back order for a Wraith 4K and you haven't heard from us when this thing airs, please call or email us. Just give us a call uh, because we have contacted every person on that list multiple times and we've got got some guys we're having trouble getting a hold of via phone or email so uh, Wraith 4Ks are going to definitely uh, look to be available uh, this summer or this spring um, let me see there's a few Pulsar units that are coming around the uh, the uh, iRay Ricos they are uh, they're in stock as of right now the Envision uh, the Halo LRs are back in stock the Knox 18s uh, are in stock. The Knox 35s, we've only had one really good shipment of those. Uh, they have actually laid off the production of those for a couple months. Now they're focusing everything on the new Halo Xs. Hmm. So as of uh, the recording of this, the only thing that is shipped so far is the Halo X 50s. Uh, the initial uh, you know, shipment of those just showed up last week. Uh, Halo X35s are supposed to be next. And then a few weeks after that, the Halo XRF, the granddaddy of them all. So uh, basically, there's a lot more stuff. We have more stuff in stock today than we've had yeah. in, I don't know, year and a half, two years. <laughs> I mean, some, some, I mean yeah. really, I mean, the Pulsar, a lot of the monoculars are in stock, the Helion 2XQs. Uh, a lot of the Axions, the Digexes. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm leaving something out, uh, but but definitely this is there's there's a lot more coming into stock, which is a good thing. Oh, you know, yeah. We like to have inventory and not just have these yeah. endlessly long backorder lists. But there are still a lot of those. So anyway, that's just kind of a an update on where things are. We're definitely moving in the right direction. I feel like we're going to do better and better as the uh, kind of, you know, seasonal mm -hmm. slowdown happens. And I think we're kind of hopefully getting out of some of this coronavirus yeah. uh, delays. And I hope to see production pick up. So I, I think we're moving in the right direction. So if you're interested, if you heard a scope that you're interested on the list that Jason just read off, or if you are wondering about one, you can go check it out, outdoorlegacygear.com. Uh, and I know, you know, two months ago, Jason and I would talk and he was just, oh my gosh. Hans, how are we going to keep up with all these calls? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And now I can tell you feel, you know, uh, that your world is starting to come back more into balance because if I call on Thursday around lunchtime, you're at the cell barn. That means 
Jason is in his happy place. His life is good right. and balanced. That's if he right. is at the cell barn uh, on on uh, Thursday and he's able to eat his hamburger at the you know, that's the right. The show. cafe. So it, things yeah, are getting better I'm, now. He's, that's he, right. Things are getting yeah. better. Things are it's, getting better. It's still, it's, it's funny because, uh, you, you realize, I don't know if it's just how efficient we had become for the last 15 months mm. or if it's just how used to it we were, but any slowdown feels like, golly, we're really slow. And then you look yeah. and you're like, well, we're really not really slow. It's just slower than it was. So it's it's yeah. actually been really welcomed. And, yeah, definitely. And, uh, the scopes have still definitely. been going out. People, I mean, still record we, months every month. Yeah, we, it's, yeah, it's we, crazy. yeah, it's exactly right. We're on our um, maybe fifth record month in a row. I mean, yeah. March was a record month. April was a record month. So we're, we're still record months. But a lot of that, again, is this inventory coming in and, and getting caught up. So yeah, Hans said it. Go to the website, check it out. If you see something that you're looking for and you go, oh no, well, it's still out of stock, call us or send us an email. And you know, you might be surprised. A lot of these lists have gotten either really, really short or we're getting stuff in. I mean, yeah. I, I had a guy looking for a scope and uh, he sent an email and he goes, I know this is useless, but I'm just going to send you the email. Tell me how long the back order list is. And I was like, I'll have 20 of them tomorrow available. You know, they're, they're going to be delivered. And he was like, I can't believe it. So, yeah. you know, he was expecting this big, long wait. So you never know. So definitely, know. you know, hit us up. So we have a, I, this is, I was telling Jason for the show, this is a fun show. We've never it had is. a topic show about this before. Um, and, and next week, I think we're going to be getting back. We've got a review to do next week. So, so stay, stay tuned on that, but we've got a topic show and we're talking about pistols. We've never done a whole show, uh, about pistols before. And, and to tell you the truth, um, I own quite a few pistols, but I would not consider myself a pistol guy. Um, it, Jason laugh, laughs at me when he, when I tell him how little I go out and shoot my pistols. I just, I love rifles. That's just, I've always been into rifles and, you know, uh, long rifles, bolt action rifles, AR rifles. They're just all, that's what I prefer. But I do have a collection of pistols uh, that I carry. Um, Jason's got his, we've kind of broken this down into some categories. So we're going to be talking about um, our favorite everyday carry pistols. The one that we carry on us at, at all times, um, you know, whether we're out doing whatever, grabbing hamburgers at the cell barn or uh, at church with our families. I'm sure we all carry, but uh, so our favorite everyday carry. Then we've got our favorite, um, our favorite hunting sidearm. So when we're out hunting, what sidearm do we take? Uh, and then our just our favorite pistol overall, the one that, well, neither you and I don't have uh, don't have to impress ladies anymore. But when we want to no. impress our wives, we carry this pistol because we think uh, it probably makes I have us no look idea cool. What you're right? talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's our no favorite. idea. It's I'm our way favorite. Past that. <laughs> yeah, our favorite pistol. The one if we're gonna. Uh, dig into our collection and show this is the one we're going to be proudest about. So uh, I'm going to let you start, Jason, because this first topic is uh, we okay. both carry the same thing. But the yeah. everyday carry, what is your All everyday right, so, carry? So before I tell you that, I'm going to I'm going to just talk quickly about my evolution of mm -hmm. my everyday carry because I've made the evolution and I do want to talk about this. This is something that, but before I think we even get into this, that's funny you said because I'm going to about... do my evolution and it's I'm glad we're working okay. backwards like this. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, so let's do this. So I also want to say one quick thing, because I know we're going to get some questions, and I know there's a lot of guys that, you know, buddies of mine that, you know, maybe they haven't carried, maybe they have their, their you know, handgun license to do it, or maybe they're in a state where there's a constitutional carry, 
what have you. But there's a lot of guys carrying their truck. They don't carry on their person and maybe they're thinking about doing it. And I always get the question, what should I carry? And, and I'm going to give you my quick tidbit on this. And Hans, I know this isn't, we weren't talking about this, but I'm just going to give you my advice. My advice is to not decide what you're going to carry, mm. but to, but to decide where and how you're going to carry it. Yeah. And you might find out that where you want to carry it and the way you want to carry it doesn't work for you. Right. And everybody is different. And so the biggest mistake that I see people make is they go out and they, they put the cart ahead of the horse and they right. spend all this time deciding, oh, which pistol am I going to buy? Which one is it? And they go, they buy it, they get it. And then they figure out they can't find a comfortable way right. to carry it. I think another mistake. Yeah, and I've I've fallen into that same trap. You know, you find you you think the pistol you want, like oh man, I like that. I like the way it looks. I like the caliber. Yeah. And then you get it, and it's just not comfortable to wear it, and you don't end up carrying it because it's just it's not comfortable. Yeah, that, I've done the same that's, thing. That's it. That that's it right there. I, I've got so many buddies that have gone out, bought the pistol that they wanted. Man, they love it, and I can tell you where it's at. It's sitting in the console of their truck, right. you know, or it's at their house because they can't comfortably carry it on them or they can't conceal it or they can't carry it for a long time. And so you, you've got to, it's, it, it may take you a while. And I'll just tell you this, you may go through multiple holsters. You may go through multiple holsters for different locations yeah. and you're like, I'm spending all this money. It's worth it yeah. because in the end, if you've got a good place that you can carry it, you know, that is there, you've got that protection, you know, it may save your life or somebody else's, but you can't do it if you got to go run to the truck to get it. So anyway, that's just my, my thing is, is figure yeah. out where you're going to carry it. If your buddy has got a pistol and some type of holster, you know, check it out, go to his place, put it on there, whether it's, you know, whether it's appendix, whether it's in the mm -hmm. pocket, whether it's in the boot, whether it's in your small or your back, whatever it is, try it. You know, just see how it works for you. Yeah, it's good uh, so, advice. That's yeah. my that's my two cents on that. Very now, good advice. Uh, I started years ago uh, carrying, and the pistol that I can remember being one of the main pistols I, pistols I carried for a long time was a little Ruger LCP 380, and. I liked the pistol. I'm a small guy, okay? So I'm. it's not easy for me to conceal things unless I've got on like a heavy coat or something. And down here in East Texas, you're not wearing a heavy coat for many months at all. Yeah. So I've got to find a way to conceal it. So I'll just go ahead and talk about that. For me personally, I have to carry in my front right pocket. Okay, that's just the only way that I can do it, whether I've got on, well, most of the time it's going to be jeans, uh, but if I'm at church, I might have on slacks. It's going to be in my front right pocket. And I will be honest that that thing can be printed sometimes, especially slacks on Sunday morning. You could probably print that and see when I say print, meaning you get that outline and can kind of see that's a pistol mm -hmm. um, in my jeans. You know, you probably could if you knew what you were looking for. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, it's it, I, I, I don't. I just, you know, there was a time period, I think, where we're in Texas printing. If you could see it, that was actually illegal. You couldn't do that. Yeah. That law has been changed. But um, I don't think it I is think what you're, it is. You know, you're the only one I know that carries a pistol in the front pocket. So mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would 
realize it because everybody's like, right. no way is that guy it, carrying it looks like a wallet. Pocket. Yeah, you'd think yeah. it would be a wallet. Yeah, I mean, like a wallet, you're, yeah. you're you're more self-conscious, you know, or I guess I'm not now. I don't even think about it. I would have been uh, initially more self-conscious than I would have been now. Yeah, somebody would think it's a wallet or whatever. Yeah, most anyway, people assume carry you're the, carrying somewhere around your belt, your waist, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and I've tried it. I just can't find a comfortable way and I can't yeah. find a way to conceal it. But so anyway, I'm going to make this, this I'm going to speed this up here because I know this will go long. But I used to carry a Ruger LCP for a long time. I really don't remember what I carried before that. But Ruger LCP, uh, I never liked it. It has no safety. So it has a very long trigger pull. I was not accurate with that thing at all. Uh, I used to joke that the bullets must come out of that thing tumbling. <laughs> and that long trigger pull, I actually videoed myself to see what I was doing. And I was actually pulling and then pulling down. I mean, it was my fault. I mean, it was a, a mistake. But that, that long trigger pull, I used to joke the trigger pull was so long that you'd have to pull it, take your <laughs> other finger, hold it, and get another grip. <laughs> so anyway, I, I moved from there to a uh, this is a little glock it's the glock 42 it's their little 380 mm -hmm. and i like the little i like glocks and so i liked this unit it was a little big for my front pocket i didn't like the way it it felt uh but i carried it uh, i did like again it was another 380 and uh, but it was concealable and again i do like the glocks i carried that for a little while but then I moved to the SIG P238. Now, this is a sweet little handgun. This right here is a, it's on a mini 1911 frame. Uh, this thing is, is very small. It, it literally uh, fits right in the palm of your hand. Again, it is also a 380. And I can tell you, out of every, uh, you know, subcompact handgun that I've ever shot, uh, I shoot the most accurate with this handgun. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's just the, the, I'm not saying it's me, and I'm not saying it's just the quality of this. It may be the combination of that, but it fits me well. Uh, the 1911 frame is just nice. I love this pistol. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just, I, really, I don't know what it is. I can shoot this neck to the Glock, and the Glock, I mean, it's not even anywhere near close to grouping like this. Again, I just think it fits me well. Now, I promise we're almost done. Uh, I, I, I really wanted to carry a 9mm. And I know a lot of guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, this goes back to my beginning. Guys that will say, oh my gosh, a 380, you got to carry a 9, you got to carry a 45, you got to carry a 50 BMG, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, my feeling on this is simple. If you can't conceal it, and you can't comfortably carry it, you won't. I would rather have a 380 than nothing. Right. I would rather have a 22 than nothing. Yeah. I mean, I don't care what, you know, my, my point is that you can play this mine's bigger than yours game, but not all of us can conceal a 45. Right. Not all of us can easily conceal a nine. And so, uh, you know, just talking about this this uh, this Glock 42 here. Uh, I tried the Glock 43, which is their nine. It was just a little too big. I mm -hmm. could not conceal that. So, moving along, now I am carrying a nine millimeter, and this is the reason I got it. This is the uh, Diamondback DB9 Gen 4. This is a sweet little pistol, and 
while I still love this SIG P238, and I have to be honest, it's still my favorite, I, this is a 9mm, and I, I did want to carry a 9 if I could. This thing is a sweet shooting little pistol. It is very small, very lightweight. I'm going to try to hold this up and see if you can see. I mean, it it is yeah. just uh, almost the same exact size as this 380 SIG, and I just absolutely love this pistol. So that is what I carry, yep. and I know somebody's going to ask. This is what I carry it in. It is just a a small kind of a, a sticky type holster. Mm -hmm. So when I put that in my front jeans pocket and I go to pull this out, uh, the, the holster will stay in there. And that is again, how I carry it. I know a lot of people can't imagine carrying the front pocket. Uh, like I said, it's what works for me though. So well, that is, that's where I carry. Yeah. You say you're a little guy, so you, you know, you can't carry anything too big. Well, I'm a big guy and I can't carry anything too big because I can't, I don't have a lot of room in my clothes to hide stuff. So <laughs> I got to carry a little pistol also. So I fall in the category, Jason, thank you for, for that. And, uh, with your, uh, with your great synopsis of, of why people should buy and how should people should buy. So I was one of the guys that you talked about that thought that, man, um, I wanted to carry a Glock, you know, because the reputation. And then a I, Desert I bought Eagle. This, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I care, you know, I gosh, I bought my first Glock 15 years ago. But that when I first got my concealed hand, handgun license, that's what that's what I wanted to carry. So I went out and purchased. This is the uh, Glock 27. This is the 40 caliber subcompact, and you know, obviously it is a smaller frame than uh, than the full size Glock. So I thought, well, subcompact. It means I can easily carry it. We'll be comfortable. I'm going to tell you what, fully loaded, that thing's pretty heavy still. It is, I mean, right. yes, it's smaller than the full size, but it's still pretty big, pretty heavy. Uh, you know, if you're hanging it on the on your belt loop and you're inside your waist, it's it was not comfortable for me to carry, um, whether it be in the small of my back. I just It just was not, not comfortable, so I didn't carry it. I didn't carry a pistol uh, for a long time because of it. So... Um, I gone through several handguns before I found this one, but the one that I, that is my everyday carry is this same as Jason, the DB nine gen four. Um, I, as y'all know, I use a lot of, uh, diamondback rifles. They came out with this and I was like, man, it's a nine millimeter. It's very thin, uh, you know, very lightweight. And I, it's, this is something I can probably carry. I wanted a nine, at least a nine millimeter caliber. And uh, Jason saw his or saw mine and liked it and wanted to. Uh, it was looking for a nine millimeter. Ended up getting getting one also. But I went with the green, the green frame on it. You know, I uh, forgot you had the green. Yeah, yeah. I got the green. And I've got that. this little clip right here, and I carry mine on the inside of my boot. Uh, I just that's where I prefer to carry it. I know I'm probably not going to be as quick draw as Jason, but at least I got something on me. <laughs> I'm not the the guy yeah. I told you, I'm not a pistol guy. I'm not the guy that's in the front of the mirror, like test, you know, testing how quick I can draw. And that's probably, I probably should be practicing, but I don't, I'm out hunting hogs and coyotes and I'm not practicing with my pistol, but I love this DB nine gen four. It is so small, so lightweight. And man, it was what, it like, is. Two hundred oh, dirt cheap. Oh, two, it's the two hundred and thirty bucks, two hundred fifty bucks at the most, maybe. Yeah. Um, They're cheap, very inexpensive, um, and perfect for what I wanted to do with with, with carrying. But so it's a 
it, it, it is. It's a it's a cheap pistol, and I say cheap. I mean price wise, mm -hmm. but this little unit is well made. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm gonna just tell you the truth. It it feels feels as good as this Glock. I mm -hmm. mean, I really really like it. Uh, you know, again. I mean, I, I for the size and the weight, right. uh, I really like that. It's a six plus one, mm -hmm. and uh, man, that's that's a nice little pistol for the money. I mean, it's yeah. cheap, and you exactly. know this little Sig P two thirty eight. It's not cheap. This is an expensive oh, yeah. little pistol yeah. as subcompacts go. Uh, but again, I wanted it in a nine, yeah. and uh, I, I go back to. And, you know, talking to like Rahans, he says he carries that in his boot. I know there's going to be comments. Oh, my gosh, you're carrying that in your boot. You'll never get to it. Again, what's the alternative? If he can't find somewhere else to carry it, to to please someone else, not carry it in his boot, he's going to stick it in his waistband. It's going to be uncomfortable, or he can't conceal it. He's going to pull it out, and he's going to leave it in his truck. Oh, yeah, that's true. Nobody no good. Yeah. You've got to carry where it's comfortable for you. And again, if you're carrying a 380 because that's all you can conceal, and that's what you've got, don't let these other guys wear you out about it. I mean, it's none of their business, and that's just the way I feel about it. Yeah, I, mean, I see I'm these just, guys. I see these guys on Instagram posting videos of themselves, like practicing drawing their their weapon and how quick they can do it. And I, it's impressive. I mean, it takes a no, lot. It of, is. It takes a lot of practice. I, I'm. I should probably do that. I'm not that. Not that guy. Uh, but the go the guys that are out there doing it, and the and the ladies that are out there doing it. Um, it's impressive, and and I think that is it, it's something practice that's well worth it, but oh, I, yeah. just not in the front for me. <laughs> so. I, I, I practice. I don't practice as, as like you know th those folks as much as a lot of them do, uh, but I do practice some. Yeah. And uh, well, you promise you know, to upload a video on Instagram next time no, you just video yourself practicing. No one, drawing I don't practice in front of anybody, so <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm not even nobody's gonna see me uh, out there pulling my weapon. So, so all right, it, what everybody's wanting to know though, Jason, big the big hog killer, what do you take with you out in the field? A lot of people call these the finisher, the you know, the right. you don't want to waste your expensive ammo on your rifle ammo right. or. You know, you get up to the hog and realize that uh, it's still got some life left in it. What do you? What's your finisher? What is your 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 hog hunting or your hunting sidearm? What I like to carry um, is this Glock 19. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Glock fan as well. I've got uh, I, I I've got two 19s and I've got two 23s. The 19s are the midsize nine millimeters and then the 23 is the mid-size 40 looks just like this same frame and i really like to carry uh this this is this you know nine millimeter that is my preferred um you know hog killer but all right and i'm going to carry it in a phobus holster all right you know paddle holster right there on my waistband but the problem is that thing's heavy again i already told you i'm a small guy so what a lot of times I'll do, depending on how hot it is or how far I'm walking, if I'm not going to be going a long ways, uh, then I'll carry that. If I am, then I will carry this little Glock 42 380 also in a Phobos on my waistband. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the two of normally what I'll carry. I know people are like, 380 to finish off hogs. Again, it's <laughs> better than me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's better than, than walking up there 
and uh, wasting, you know, six five Grendel ammo yeah. at point blank range, yeah, which I hate absolutely. doing. I'd rather I've got a bunch of three eighty ammo. You know, I'd rather blow through a bunch of that than than. And I don't like having to shoot my my rifle that close. I anyway. don't either. It's, it's sometimes I, it's I, I don't hard feel to comfortable do. doing it. I don't, I don't like it. No, yeah. I don't like it. Makes me I'd nervous. much rather take a pistol. Me too. So. I'm going to get so much crap for this on the comment section of <laughs> of the video. Um, but, man, I love uh, single-action revolvers. And I saw Jason, he went out and bought a, uh, what brand is it, Heritage? I'm not having even looked at it. Uh, they're a, they, yeah, H H Heritage, whatever. Heritage Rough Riders, what they're called. Yeah. They are the L. Cheapo of Cheapo twenty. What they're they're the twenty two pistol revolvers. They're yeah. a copy of the Rugers. That's what they are. Yeah. They're just the cheap copy of the Ruger twenty two pistols. So but they're they're like what did we pay for bucks. those things? We got them on sale for yeah. We got them for on sale for like yeah ninety nine dollars a yeah, piece. And and you bought two cheap. two I of them. Two. And then I had I was like I've got to go get two of these. So I bought two. And this is one I changed out the. Uh, I changed it. It's, it came in a, a 22 LR um, chamber, whatever, or I don't even call it uh, wheel. The, the cylinder. The cylinder. The cylinder, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Love Gosh. pistols. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I changed it out to a 22 Win Mac. And so just a little bit higher caliber. But I, this is, I've finished off a lot of hogs with this. Now, I'll tell you what, um, I do not get up close on a hog if I know for sure. Or, or if it still looks like it's going to jump up and move, I will not get up close to it until I know it's uh -huh. safe. But uh, if I get up there and I can tell that it's still got some life left in it, this 22 Win Mag, I tell you, it is, it's pretty awesome. Um, like I said, it's finished a lot of hogs. I love carrying a single action revolver. It makes me uh -huh. feel like John Wayne when I'm out in the field. And, and uh, this thing has had a lot of nights under its belt with this leather holster. Same with Jason's got the same leather holster too. I think we ordered yep. from the same place. Yeah. But I loved carrying this thing. And, and, uh, I tell you what though, this sucker is loud. <laughs> it, it is, is loud. a that, loud. With that, yeah. with that mag cylinder in there, it is yeah. loud. It's loud as it is with just a 22 right. with a long rifle. But, but I, man, that mag. the reason why I carried it, uh, first of all, again, I like single action revolvers. Um, but, uh, ammo at the time, you know, is I've got a bunch of 22, a bunch, you know, Win Mag that I've stocked up on just because I had this this pistol, but bought a bunch of it. I've got it. It's not 6.5 Grendel round that I'm wasting, or it's 6.5 Creed, uh, Creedmoor or 308, whatever I'm shooting at the time. So uh, I just like carrying it. Like I said, I feel like John Wayne. And, I, I, mean, I have a lot I of do, people would not I, take a 22 out in the field to, as a finisher, but. It's worked well for me. I've only had one yeah. hog jump up after shooting it, and it it I had to check my underwear because it did that. I shot it with that twenty two. It jumped up and reared up at me, and I hopped, uh, hopped, skipped, and jumped uh, as quick as I could, which was probably not very quick. But um, but uh, yeah, it's well, it, you, it's a fun gun to shoot. You know, too. I I do I like that. I, I shoot that pistol more than any other pistol. I keep one of those on my ranger mm -hmm. and uh it just sits there in that holster on my seat and i've also got uh some rat shot that yeah. i'll keep there i'll keep it loaded up with long rifles but mm -hmm. if i see like a snake or something a lot of times i'll stick those in there because i got a better chance of hitting it <laughs> yeah. and uh, i'll also carry it like if i'm on the tractor 
especially in the summer mm-hmm. if I'm bush hogging or doing something like that, I'll carry it because a lot of times there's rats, you know, when you start mowing, mm-hmm. you know, see them or snakes. So uh, I'll carry that with me on the tractor. The kids love to shoot it. I mean, it's a, those are fun little pistols. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, they're, they're cheap, but gosh, we're never going to, I mean, for that money, you know, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. So, so. we're going to move into the last category, our favorite overall pistol. Jason, I'm going to lead it this time because I'll let you, I'll let you go All first. Right. Uh, favorite I'm, overall pistol is really hard for me. I do not consider myself a pistol guy. You know? So um, exactly. I'm the same way, but I went into a store and I made an impulse buy because I saw this pistol in the case and fell in love with it instantly. So I, my favorite I overall pistol, the one that if I wanted to impress somebody, they probably wouldn't be very impressed by it. But I thought I, you told me you were, I thought you just said you were going to let me go first. No, I said I was going to go first. I'm going to. I'll go first. You were going to let me go first. I'm sorry. Okay, I was confused. That's all right. This is the Sig uh, P320 nine millimeter full size. It's uh, I guess coyote tan or I don't desert tan, whatever color. Yeah, whatever they name they give it. But uh, it's got and it's got a uh, a red dot Leopold reflex looking side on it leopold same color as the the barrel and i just love this pistol i've I carried it for a long time out hog hunting too but it's uh it comes with two magazines um 21 plus one magazines um so that's you know you can get the extended magazine for it uh, but this is just i love the way this pistol looks it feels good shoots good um sig you know they did a great job with this p320 and it looks great just because it's it's not black you know like all the other pistols i have other than my diamondback but most of the other pistols i have are just black and uh, i like the way this thing looks i think it it fits it good in your hand too it's that full size yeah i like good. those six yeah. they're nice so, so what you got I, yeah i would say this this is i do not consider myself a a pistol guy and i say that i own a lot of pistols but i just i don't i mean i just own them but i don't feel like i am a big pistol guy and it's but it's really hard for me to say which one i like the most overall because Mm -hmm. i've kind of already told you you know i really like my sig p238 for carrying i like the way it shoots i like the way it feels but i really wanted the nine so i think when I, i say you know again for carrying Gosh, I really like this DB9. I think if you just forced me and said, forget, just take out the concealing it, yeah, then probably I'm going to have to go with one of my Glock 19s. I really like the Glock 19. I, I carry one in. I've got a bag in my truck which is kind of like a go bag. It's got, you know, everything in it that I, I think that I would need in just a quick emergency if I had to grab that. My mm-hmm. wife has one as well in her vehicle and we both carry a, a 19. And so really, really do like it. Uh, like I said, I've, you know, I've got the 23s, which that's just the 40 caliber version. I like those, but I really prefer the nine millimeter. Right. Uh, so if you forced me looking at what's on this table here, plus, you know, I don't know. Even the even the little cheap twenty twos we're talking about. I mean, I shoot that more than anything, but I think I would have to say it'd probably just be my my Glock nineteen. I know there's a lot of guys on here that are going to be nineteen eleven guys. My mm-hmm. brother is a huge nineteen eleven guy. He owns all kinds of very nice, you know, Wilson Combats, Colt Commanders, all these 
nice 1911s. Mm-hmm. And I like them. They're really big. Uh, they're really heavy for me, uh, those full size. Yeah. And so I think that, again, maybe if I was a little bit of a bigger guy, I might like those a little bit more. But anyway, so that that's my two cents on on it. But if I could only carry one thing, it'd probably be my Glock full size. Or not full size, but my midsize. Yeah. Well, you've heard yeah. it here, folks. This is um, this is what we carry. This is what we like. This is what we carry out in the field. Um, all of these, uh, all these pistols. Like I said, this is the only show that we've ever done dedicated 100% to pistols. We've talked about sidearms in the past, but uh, I think we've, you and I, since the last time we've talked about pistols, um, have gotten some new ones. Uh, I actually have two of the pistols that you that you saw here today were ones that uh, have been new gosh probably within the last um at least year i mean so mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's always fun to get get a new pistol but we are not pistol guys like we said and uh uh you know we are uh we like to shoot rifles and hunt and all that kind of stuff but anyway thank you all for joining us this week this has been episode 157 late night vision show uh you if you want to find more past episodes uh, of the podcast. You can find them all on the late night vision show.com. And if you are interested in purchasing any night vision or thermal optic, you can always hop on the website, outdoor legacy gear.com, uh, or you can call eight seven seven three five zero one eight one eight. We'd be happy and uh, proud to assist you in taking the confusion out of night vision and thermal optics. Uh, if you want to find Jason, uh, on, in- on Instagram or Facebook, it's outdoor legacy gear. Uh, if you want to find them on uh, YouTube, it's Outdoor Legacy Gear as well. If you want to find me, you can find me on YouTube at Hans ETX. That's H-A-N-S-E-T-X. Uh, I will be releasing a video this week. And again, this is the beginning of May 2021. But re- uh, re- <laughs> letting out my review or putting out my review of the Rattler TS-25 and Rattler TS-35, the full review and first hunt. Uh, so you can check that out very soon. And you can find me on Instagram at Hans ETX. Um, on uh, on the Instagram, on the Insta. So go check me out there. Instagram. All right, folks. Well, uh, we enjoyed this show. We hope you all did. Uh, it's a fun show, something different uh, to talk about. And uh, again, you know, if you don't agree with us, no problem. Uh, you know, it's we are not again, we are not handgun experts, but uh, well, I'll tell you what. What? Yeah, and I, we'll end on this. Uh, Hans keeps saying, you know, we're not pistol guys. Uh, I wouldn't say we're rifle guys either. I'd say what we are is hunters, yeah. and so we we do we hunt a lot. That's you know, you we, know we use. You're exactly right you know, because our our rifles are definitely not trophies. Uh, they you no. know we're not into putting a ton of accessories on them because they they we no. use them a lot. I mean, they are instruments and tools for sure. That Yeah, that's exactly how we see it. I mean, and again, uh, to each their own. We're not reloaders. Uh, we're not bench shooters. So we just see them as another tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, and I, I don't mean to, I treat them better than I treat my shovel. But, you know, to be honest with you, it's still just a shovel and my rifles are tools. These pistols are tools. And while while I enjoy them and I enjoy hunting with them, uh, you know, or or having them for protection or, you know, I don't mind just going and and shooting every once in a while, but just shooting for fun. uh, You know, I'd say this. We will practice, but I don't just don't go shoot for fun. There's a difference, you know? So anyway, that's our two cents on that. And, uh, you know, use whatever you like and whatever works best for you. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We plan on being back here next week. We should have a review for you. Uh, if uh, all goes 
as planned. And folks, between now and then, we hope that y'all will stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. 